Hello, everybody, and welcome to an exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing the Spanish horror film Piggy, which I've heard described as a slasher. And to the person who said that to me, that is inaccurate. So... Words have meaning, sir. Let's try to remember that. (laughs) Joining me tonight on the show, first up from Manhattan, New York City, fresh from a baseball game, drinking beers, got five o'clock shadow. It's really doing it for me there, Schnars. Welcome, uh, John, to the show. This is like a five five day, five plus day shadow. Ooh, your voice is all low. You really got a thing going on right now, John. Uh, Advertisement for the live stream. (laughs) And last up tonight, joining us from the zombie girls. She's on the West Coast. Please welcome Matilda to the show. Hey, nice to be back. What was your weather like today, Matilda? It was beautiful with visibility all the way over to San Francisco and past it when I was up in the Redwoods this morning. It was great. Nice. It's yeah. that time of year. And it's that time of year in upstate New York where like it might be 70 one day and 30 the next. So this is this is. um. Come on. Come on, bro. This is the uh, time of year for tears in the Northeast, I feel like. I feel like you really breezed past the, past the fact that this isn't a, I think, a unique combination here for the pot. Have we not? Have we not done this trio before? Something tells me we have. I don't think so. No. Come on. We don't do trios. Period. All that often, and then, you know, this this crew. Come on. I like how you said period, and then added a qualifier. That was funny. Uh, no. <laughs> period. <laughs> period. Semi colon. <laughs> Can you not do that? No. All right. I'm sorry. All right. We're here to talk about Piggy. This Casey picked this movie and then said he couldn't do the show. So thanks, bro. Uh, let's take a quick break and do just that. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Not the front time. Eric, I, I want to be generous to Casey and just say that I was campaigning for this movie at the end of last year as like a potential get it in for the mm. 2022 list. Um, I would say I was doing that primarily based on the poster, which is evocative and the name of the movie itself. Right. I mean, it's there's another movie um, poster that it kind of reminds me of. Revenge. Yeah, that's the British film, right? With the pregnant lady. What movie is that? No, well, Prevenge, I think. Prevenge. Prevenge. From my memory, the poster looks very similar to this. I don't know. There's like a lady and she's on standing. I don't Uh know. With blood. You know. She's standing and walking. For the record, <laughs> Matilda's shaking her head. Yes. Thank you, Matilda. Yeah, all right. Matilda's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, John. They never put women on movie posters. That's what's weird. So John, I'm not really comfortable making jokes about this movie, so that's all I have for okay. a segue tonight. So please bring us the word of the day. Eric, speaking of not comfortable, I'm going to give you the the context of today's word because out of context, I feel like it would be weird. Um, 
I I started with Corpulent, and I was like, eh, let's see if we can find something better. And I landed on this word, and uh, I'd never heard it before. I'm curious if either of you have. The word is Zaftig. It's Z A F T I G. Sure. Zaftig is. Are you being? Are you? You're just. You're giving. There me is a. Um, oh no! I've heard that. There's a northeastern chain of Zaftig delis, John. This Jewish delicatessen. All right, is, uh, Matilda. Is that the same reference that you have heard of it in? No, I have heard it in a descriptive way, and there's also a, yeah. an art book uh, that I own that is a um, okay. featuring art with bigger-bodied people. Bigger-bodied. N- there we go. People. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The definition here: having a full, rounded figure, plump, typically used of a woman. Interesting. Okay, so that's their logo. Basically, is like a curvy lady. Um, the restaurant, a, a oh, Ruben, a Rubens, um, sure image, if you will. Uh, yeah, no, uh, for so, people okay. listening, John is making handful motions. It's hard to do an audio. Um, oh, God. Uh, it comes to us from the German. The word is softig, I guess it's with an S instead of a Z hmm. and it means juicy. Uh, and originally oh. comes from the Yiddish, which that I guess makes sense. There you go. With the Jewish delicatessens. Made Zoftig. a ha- hell of a sandwich that place, John. I mean, I believe it. A, a good deli can't can't go wrong. I, I was getting Zoftig just eating there all the time. <laughs> you know. All right, all right. Um, what was this movie about, John? What is this movie about? It uh, appeared to be. Oh, I would like to point out for the record too. I did not know there was a dubbed version until Matilda over email was like, guys, don't watch the dubbed version. And I want to tell you, I have never wanted to do anything more in my life after she said that. I've never wanted it. But I resisted. You should drop in on it. I resisted because I didn't want to be shamed. So I was saying to you all um, when. So this movie is on Hulu. This is that's where I watch at least, uh, you know, and um, when uh, when you fire up Hulu, and I don't know if you all have this experience. Hulu serves me nothing but horror movies. They actually have a decent selection. It's they have a fair number. And so when I sign on, it's like for horror fans because they tell you why they're yeah. recommending the things. And it's like a lot of movies I don't really want to watch. But they're like, you, you watched other horror movies. Here's, mm-hmm. But this was one of them. And the version of it that they were serving me was the dubbed version. Same. So on Hulu, yeah. it's the one that comes up first when you search for it. Yeah. I'm just wait. I'm still waiting for like AI generated dubs that match the actors' voices. So then, I'm, then I can stop feeling bad about it. I don't. I <laughs> don't. Not, feel bad that's that's got to be pretty close. I would think. Um, if it were not for the show, I would have watched a dub version. I just want people to know that you can. <laughs> if it was that. not for having to tell Matilda that you watched the dub I didn't, version, I didn't want to let Matilda down. It's yeah. True. No shame. Um, no shame. I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's funny because on Netflix, they do it where you pick your audio track versus having two separate. Two, on Hulu, things. there's two separate versions. Yeah, it's very confusing. John, what's yeah. this movie about? All right. Piggy. Cerdita is the Spanish title. Um, comes to us from Carlota Pereira. Uh, she's the writer and director. Um, and it's the story of a woman, a young woman named Sarah. How old do we think Sarah is? Like, this is, she's like 17? 17. Ooh. 
Okay. Jinx, John. She's in high school. She is like an older high school student. She is, she's big. I mean, you, so like the poster is of her, right? And she is like, she's just not a s- small person. And it, it, the film is very much told from her perspective. We meet her, her parents run a small butcher shop in this, I mean, the town itself is small. It's like a very, not rural, but it's like an old world European town in Spain somewhere. They run the butcher shop. They're talking about the running of the bulls. So yeah, they, I think Pamplona. Cause she I think said they do that everywhere though. No, I think it's like a thing. I think that's like mm, a, I'm going to need, I'm going to need proof of that. Sure. No, 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 please. Um, the dad I recognized and I cannot, I was, I was looking to see if I could place him in something. You recognized um, him? Yeah. He just like looked like a guy who'd been in stuff. I don't know. I mean, he's like an older Spanish actor. Like he could the have European been schlub you've seen somewhere else. <laughs> well, <laughs> remember that movie Delicatessen, which I realized I was is not just Spanish. thinking about Delicatessen. Yeah. He, they, <laughs> he could have been in there. He was typecast, <laughs> right? Like he's, he's like the dad is schlubby overweight butcher old world european he's spanish the oh, he's mom, all, they, they also grossly sweaty he's got like a, a a tank top on all the time it's like yeah he's hacking it moist meat yeah with like several different saws slash knives <laughs> um yeah but so she so she is she's like definitely um struggling with her own confidence her own you know she's going through all the like teenager stuff She's not your like prototypical, like cute teenager. And so she's also the subject of, uh, you know, what I would describe as comically aggressive bullying, not just like standard movie bullying. This is a whole other level, in my opinion, Um, that, you know, and so there's like a group of girls that are bullying her. They have a town pool and she goes there. I think it was during siesta because it was like no one else was there, but it was also the middle of the day. Am I understanding that correctly? You you all had a similar okay interpretation. Sure. It mm-hmm. wasn't the morning. She went specifically at a time so no one would be there. Exactly. That's the important part. Yeah. Um, and like when she goes, we see that there's another dude swimming there. We also see that there is a dead body at the bottom of the pool because there's a scene where she's being bullied. She swims underwater. Uh, the uh, the other the girls who are bullying her take her clothes. They're like running away, and they're gonna make her basically have to walk home in in her bathing suit, um, which was a long way away. As she's walking home, she sees this guy who is swimming in the pool with her, who who sort of like got up and left, um, driving a car, and in the back of the car is the girls who are bullying her. And they're cle- they've clearly been kidnapped. Like it is like there is no doubt about what is happening. And so this that tees up the rest of the action of the film, which is basically um, the town is starting to wrestle with the fact that there is a killer. They find the dead body. They find there's like the lifeguard. There's the uh, waitress from the pool. Um, they realize that some like dark stuff is going on. They can't find these three girls. Um, Sarah. It. it is not initially implicated, but then eventually gets like sort of brought into it. Meanwhile, she also has a moment both at that pool scene, small moment, but then later with the person who is doing the killing and abducting. 
And so she then kind of falls into a relationship is strong. It's not a relationship. She has a, she has a connection to him. Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of it. And so there's this, like, there's a little bit of, it's not, I wouldn't describe this as coming of age, it, it but it is a teenage, uh, adolescent, you know, there's like some sexual, uh, not awakening, but there is some sexual exploration stuff going on. I mean, it, and that intertwined with serial killer slash crazy person in the town. Not a slasher. Though, for the record, <laughs> Matilda as our you guest Matilda can have have at that. I guess Matilda as our guest. Uh, was it you who said it was a slasher? Yeah, she said they were remo. <laughs> I did. That's really funny. Yeah. I didn't think that was you. Sorry, I wouldn't have gone so hard. I Matilda, what did she? I don't care. That's fine. I <laughs> yeah, can take no, it. no, I literally <laughs> thought it was somebody on Instagram. That's really funny. Uh, what did you think of this? Yeah. Um, so when this came out, um, I watched it immediately. This is a movie that I was like waiting for the release of. And the second it hit VOD, I was like, take my money, please. I want to see this. Um, because <laughs> from both the trailer and the poster, I thought that I was going to get a fat revenge film, <laughs> um, which I'm pretty into. Um and it <laughs> turns out to be a little more complicated than that. Um, so I watched it right away and then no one else watched it. I made a terrible error in the Zombie Girls Discord by saying, I really need someone else to watch this. It's a little bit of a rough go emotionally. And then nobody watched it. So <laughs> they were like, um, oh, noted. Thank you for the They're wine. like, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I think that this is a really incredible movie um, about bullying and about kind of like the violence of non-intervention um, between the two girls, between the girl and the mom and between her and the killer in the town. Cloud um, Claudia. Claudia. Yeah. Who's her Clow. friend who kind of <laughs> doesn't well doesn't intervene. Um yeah. and when I am not, people on this may not know this about me, but um when I am not watching horror movies, um media representation of fat bodies is something that I like care a lot about, think a lot about, um, have a lot to say about. So I'm concerned I'm going to have too much to say about this, but ultimately I really think that uh, this movie does a good job where some other movies recently maybe have failed. That's Around really representation of a fat experience. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, that was my biggest question. I, look, like I'm not a woman. I, I am uh -huh. slender. I have been slender of build my entire life. That is just slender like, how, it's like how the Lord built me. And, uh, you know, <laughs> um, I, I assumed like my experience of this movie was that it like, it is, I mean, she, the, this main character is treated. Um, it's not even, it's, I don't know. Like there are movies where it's like about a fat person and like, it's you're meant to feel bad for them. You're not, I mean, you're meant to feel bad for the way she is treated, but it is clear that she does not necessarily, she does not feel bad for herself because of the way she is. At least that, that was like my experience of it. Um, 
And, but I was curious, like there, like the thing that blew me away about this movie is how much of her body we are seeing. Yeah. Throughout the movie. In a matter of fact way. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is running in a very small bikini for a lot of like several minutes of this movie. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a very like raw kind of brave performance in that way. I think just given how emotionally intense it is while all that stuff's happening. So, I mean, I, and, and knowing I knew this was like directed and written by a woman. So like, I didn't think it was meant to, it didn't feel exploitative. Like you're not, you're not watching it going like, Ooh, like this is titillating. Like it's, it's like, Holy shit. This is just, but it's, I mean, it it is a lot. And this, what this actress does physically in this movie is, is just pretty wild. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, but I didn't, uh, it is certainly not, the straight for as you described it what did you describe it as a fat revenge film was that what you yeah i thought we were gonna get some fat like because you see people being awful to her and then she's covered in blood i'm like all right i'm in i a hundred percent had the same expectation and a hundred percent that is not the movie that you get so what i would say is i um i think this movie is super interesting it is like bizarrely structured it is non-traditional in its structure yeah and i found that was like at, at several times sort of like confusing to me because i wasn't sure who i was meant to be identifying or cheering with she the the main actress is not an unambiguous as you sort of teed up and like, we're getting, obviously we're going to go right into the spoilers here, but like, she's not on it. She's not, it's not even that she's unambiguously good or bad. She's like, I would say unambiguously not doing the right thing for, well, parts and, of this but movie. it's because it's because it's like about her conflict with herself yes. and yeah. her sure. actions. Yeah. But, but so you're not, you're, there's no safe Harbor here in terms of who you are identifying with as the audience member, as a viewer. Um, and even the like quote unquote bad guy here is so thinly painted, which isn't, is a choice. Like, I don't think that was like a, they didn't know how to write the bad guy. Like, I think they intended to not make him a central part of the film, but it he then, acts like he's like Crow Magnon is the only way yeah. to put it. Like, <laughs> no, no, totally. He has like a caveman he's quality like a, about him. He has like a hot bear, Woody Harrelson quality <laughs> to him. I don't know totally how to describe it. <laughs> That is, that is wow. not what I was thinking during no, the movie. But, but I, that's I, a I no, no, that's a hundred. I because I was thinking, I was, I was like, wow, movie. he's. I was like, he's, he is handsome. Like he's not, he's not yeah. unattractive. But he, you're to Eric's point. He also he speaks basically only in grunts. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. And he is slovenly in appearance. Like they they make him out to. I mean, they they obviously accentuate. There's this. There's a shot of him. Where he has this like vest shirt on. His like gut. And his gut is just so <laughs> protrusive. Ah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I didn't, at the end of the day, I did not come away from this being like, whew, you know, like love that experience. Um, it's, it is, it's a really interesting movie and I'm like glad I watched it, but I didn't, even while I was watching it, I didn't a hundred percent know what to make of it. I think I know what to make of it now, but I'm again, like that is sort of like in a nice 
it's like it's like in its specific place. I don't know. And Eric's point about there, we could also ask a question like, is this a horror movie? I don't know. Like it, <laughs> it does a lot of thrillery, horror-y, slashery things. It's like it could be a Criminal Minds episode. <laughs> like that's the that's the horror vibe we're going with here. I think. Yeah. I yes. Um. I have some nice things to say, and then I have some criticism, but I think largely like the first 15 minutes is very compelling. Like where we Mm -hmm. get the setting, we meet our main character and then we see her go through. Essentially we get like a pretty brutal slice of what her life is like being bullied. So it's like the girls coming in her parents butcher shop and then later Take, she finds out they took a picture of her and her family and are mocking them on social media. Then it's like she goes to the pool and she doesn't think anybody's going to be there. And then the people turn up. The whole scene where the girls are bullying her at the pool is like one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever it's, seen. Like it, it's, it's brutal it, I, to watch. It's it was too aggressive for me. I, I like almost don't believe that people are that mean. You always say this when we talk about bullies. I, you know, I, I, know I can make a like, I can make a super cut if you say. <laughs> it's more funny to me that she somehow ran into all of the bullies in this town in one afternoon. Like, <laughs> cause then later she runs into the dudes. Like that was the and, part where it was like, and then her, right, are they waiting? Yeah. Are they waiting around corners for her at this point? But no, it's, I mean, but that whole sequence is extremely compelling yeah. all the way leading up to seeing the killer, like the killer reveal, seeing the, her friends, not friends, her peers in the truck and then ultimately making the decision to not help them. And it ends with that great kind of crazy little moment where the guy, they're making eye contact with each other, her and the killer. And he just slowly reaches out and he puts her belongings on the ground. Like, no, well, he, he leaves the other girl's towel. That's that. Being oh, right, right. But, oh, so it wasn't her stuff. I guess. No, I no, it was, that. it was, it was Claudia's. Towel. And then she just gives her a subtle nod and a wave him, a subtle nod and wave. And he grows off. To me, there's like a hard kind of like break in the movie at that point where we then transition into this pretty long second act that is like she's go she goes home and immediately starts lying about not because it's a small town. And then this is an interesting aspect of it, which is that it's a very tiny kind of rural Spanish town where when some kids go missing, it's the talk of the town like immediately. Mm. And so she immediately starts lying, but then also it's like, she's putting together like shit. I'm not really, she's not doing a good job at covering her tracks or she's lying before she really thinks about how easy it's going to be to figure out that she was there and that she was with these girls. And so I just, I found this section of the movie very boring. Like the, this part of the movie pretty much lost me. I feel like, um, when the chaos kicks back in, it gets much more interesting, um, kind of leading into the finale. And like, while I don't think the finale reaches the heights of that opening s- sequence, it does kind of at least bring all the themes full circle and gives you something to kind of chew on, especially at the very end. But I think, you know, I think the most compelling part of this movie is just this slice of life into this bullied person who not only is bullied by like people, but also um, her mother. Like that's a really key thing. Um, You know, and her father's just kind of oblivious and disconnected. 
I think this main actress is like very compelling. Uh, just the different intensities and lef- levels of emotion that she's kind of being asked to convey. She does a really great job. For me, I wish the movie was more horror-y or I wish there was more horror reaction going on while she's trying not to get caught, right? Like maybe, but there's more murders and, you know, well, I don't know. The, the, to your point, that middle section, middle section, the, the second act, and it's it's a long second act. Like I feel like it's 20, 30 minutes and then it's like 50 minutes and then it's 20, 30 yeah, minutes at the no, end. Totally. Um, we don't know what the hell the killer is doing that entire time. He just, I think he just disappears yeah. entirely, right? Like I don't, and and it actually becomes, to me, it was somewhat of a surprise. Shows up in a hardware store, I think. I mean, there are, are you're right. Like the, he's around, but like when we do get to him at the end and when she finds the girls, I was like, what the hell? It, like he, because I had sort of assumed those girls are straight dead, which is also what um, Sarah assumes. It's which weird is that why she wakes- she's comfortable lying. And then it becomes that's like the the drama or the tension in the final scene is like she's going to get caught in her lie because these girls are alive. You know what I mean? Like that was I really like that moment. But it, like th- there's like so much shit that goes on in the middle. I thought it was like, weird oh. that after she passes out and he takes her back to his saw uh, lab or whatever <laughs> yeah. that like because to him he's yeah. like in love with her right so like wouldn't she have just woken up on his bed or in his wherever he lives or like he he had her hoisted up on some piece of metal like next to the girls that were tied up i just thought that was strange like well no she was in like the next room wasn't she in it she yeah. was I mean, in a not comfortable she place, wakes up. I'm saying. yeah he wasn't yeah he definitely was not it, yeah treating her like a special John, princess. John, wouldn't you put your love on like at least your dirty straw mattress this guy probably has or something? Uh, look, <laughs> he were, that guy works in mysterious ways, Eric. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, one should not. A lot of riz on that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, his, his intentions. Um, no, but th- like that, the uneven, the, all of the unevenness of this movie is in that middle section. I thought the mother daughter stuff was fine but it does feel so weird it like almost turns this into a like not like a like a story of the week like after like i was a, whatever, just gonna say know. after school special yeah like an after school special at, at there are moments because that stuff didn't feel to me at least any like new or deeper than the version of that you've seen in other movies of like daughters and moms i mean i think the most the most interesting aspects to me are like it's when they're really dialing in on this idea of you know it's like okay you've been bullied and you are filled with rage about it but now but then it's like she's forced to stare in the face of what it would actually mean to like take out that rage and hatred on someone and she's forced to make a choice and you know it's like a lot harder well, she does make the choice in the beginning, right? But like when actually when actually kind of face to face with them at the end, she finds that choice much more difficult. Um even in those well, moments one where of the girls she's is still calling her piggy. <laughs> right. Yeah. <sighs> you know, or the other moment I found really compelling was when 
she makes the decision to go with the guy. Like those moments where she is teetering back and forth and not sure what she's going to do. I think that's when all of the themes kind of combine. Like everything feels the most powerful in those moments. Well, I feel like look, the, I'm very curious how you all experienced the last sequence of this movie, but like, I thought she killed both of them. <laughs> yeah, sort of they're like, doing like a little rope-a-dope, but it's a little yeah. confusing the way they shoot it. There, there, there are a couple sequences in this movie that I felt like were edited confusingly. And mm-hmm. maybe that was intentional, but also like there was, I, there was another one I should have written it down where I was like, wait, what? Like I sort of almost missed what was going on. No, that last, the, Matilda, to your point, um, when she's in there and it's like, She's the last hope for these girls. And that one girl still goes to the like piggy. I'm like that, that to me, Eric can tell me I'm a crazy asshole on this. I like what, like why? Like are people that, that heinous? I guess maybe they are. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's funny when people watched this in our discord and started talking about it, there were people who said that the bullying is so over the top and so painful that it's hard to watch. And I it's, was like, Oh, yeah. I liked that. It would, it felt pretty accurate yeah. to me, honestly. Like, and I think that what this movie does well is that it actually, like there are other movies with um, fat characters where the director invites the audience to be in on the bullying. Right. And that can be kind of like fun in the like truffle shuffle way in the Goonies, right? That can be kind yeah, of like um, yeah, sure. Tina's death by Winnie the Pooh in Scary Movie, right? Like those ways that we're invited to feel that or about a fat character. Or it can be something that is a little bit more like grotesque pity, which I think is a little what yeah. the Aronofsky situation is currently, um, mm. in spite of what he, how empathic he might tell you that movie is. Fat people do not have that experience of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that this movie forces the audience to contend with it as violence, right? Like all that yeah. fat calling from the car, all the way that they're like runner over. I I feel like there is a level of disgust and discomfort with fat bodies that does the kids know about, right? And translate mm-hmm. and. Um, it's extremely visceral. I feel like that is in the movie. Yeah, like the no, way it's presented. Yeah. Pretty right on. It's inter- the film itself is interesting, and maybe this is why, not just because Matilda had said it, but why I wish it was more slashery is that it's actually kind of interesting subversion of like the eighty slasher horror trope of the like nerdy outcast kid who gets bullied, and then. 10 years later, the class reunion, people start getting off, right? Like that's the, that's terror train and slaughter high and like a million other movies. That's what I came for. (laughs) And what's interesting though, is like in those movies, even though it's, it's hard to really parse how it's being presented there because like, that's not a character you ever get to know or see. It's sort of like, you don't necessarily want to be there with the bullies, but the movie's kind of putting you there in those eighties ones. Mm -hmm. And so then that person gets killed or maimed and just disappears. And then they're, they're, they're still being othered even as we're, as the story goes along. What's interesting here, the reason why I call it a subversion is because like, 
it's actually just putting us in the driver's seat of like that character that's yeah. being bullied. Um, it's an inversion, yeah. rem- not a yeah. subversion. Right. Yeah, but yeah, sure. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit about um, of the, do you remember when the accused came out in the nineties, the Jodie Foster sexual assault movie? And there was that a lot of media and a lot of press about how difficult that scene was to watch because it was the first scene shot from the point of view of the person that it was happening to. Mm. The pin, it was a pinball um, machine, right? That, that, yes. Yeah. yeah that scene. I've never actually yeah, seen the movie. It goes on and on. I feel like, it, I think we watched just the rape sequence in a, in a film class I was in. So I don't, I, like, mm-hmm. I've never seen the rest of the movie. I've only seen the, yeah, it's shot from her uh, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I, I feel it. like this movie, um, it forces you to, like I said, it forces you to contend with it as violence in a way that, and I think, you know, I think also, John, I just want to, both of you, like, I think it's hard to talk about. Like I'm somebody who like lives in a fat body, grew up fat and kind of like, and that's the word I use for myself. So that's fine. Nobody needs to save me from that word. It's just the factual assessment of the situation. But like, I feel like this is a thing that if that character was in a fat suit, it would give the audience deniability, right? Mm. It would like remove, there'd be like, oh, it's okay. Gwyneth Paltrow's okay in there. You know, like, <laughs> I think there's a different thing that happens when you have to deal with a real fat person in a yeah. film, right? And I really, I feel you when you're trying to like talk about one, a 17 year old character's body. That's well, no, pretty No, what naked, she does, and that's right? where it's like, what she does in this movie I, I'll just, I will go on record and say, I did not think the acting itself was incredible. I thought what she was, like the bravery of the performance was unbelievable. You know, like that's what I, I don't know. That was, but um, to me, the mo- the thing that is wild, the, the most wild moment in this movie is when she kills the killer at the end. She's really sad. Yeah. That was like, at least like it at, again, like, unless I was misinterpreting it the way she was, she was really upset, you know? And that's I mean, where they give you the Eric described as a rope dope. Like it is yeah. like the way that it's edited is a rope dope. But I do think there was a moment of her being act. You are meant to perceive it as a moment of her being actually conflicted about do these well, it's people. Like she she ultimately makes, she ultimately decides where her morals are. But she's still killing the only character in the movie that's made any attempt to connect that's with right. her as a human. Yeah. Even if he is a um, caveman psychopath. I mean, he, yeah, he like, like did not nice things to her too. Like, he's like, it's like you're watching one of those old Geico commercials. That's what I keep thinking of. Like, <laughs> he might as well have a big Flintstones bat. He just looks like a caveman. Like, he's just like, oh, like all he does is grunt and he's got weird like facial hair and it's just funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, but you're. I, I think mean, it was she's very left sweet when he gives her. I thought yeah, that yeah. She, it was very sweet when he gives her a snack in the car. Yeah, <laughs> I did honestly though. But she the way the way she okay. So this movie, it's not just this movie, but there is a trend along with the the teal and blue trend, John. There's a trend of movies. I was literally just reading about this today, like using almost extremely naturalistic lighting. Mm. 
This movie's one of them. This the Don't scene you at the dare end. Teal and blue me or natural light me. <laughs> the scene at the end is so dark. I couldn't follow any of it when she's walking around. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to start taking screen caps because their screen caps were like legit. There's almost no light whatsoever on the screen. Yeah, I did turn um, the light up. But I thought partially because it's hard to see. I thought there were always going to be all of a sudden a twist there where he had her in a cage or something. And then I was like, I thought there was going to be some weird, they were going to lean into like the piggy thing. And I was like, Oh God, I don't want to see this. Um, but that's not where it went. It's just weird I the way she wakes up. When she was like, this was part of partially editing, I think. But like when she is like crawling around that there's a, there's like a five minute scene that's meant to be tense of her, like crawling around that barn I didn't That's have what I'm good, talking about. Yeah. I didn't have a good sense of the space itself, where the hell she was at any point. And yeah. that undercuts the effectiveness of the scene to a certain extent. And when she pokes her head up and like looks around, I'm like, he would see you. There's no way he wouldn't have seen her. I don't know. But that's, you know, for a movie that is yeah. otherwise lighting and in other instances, uh, fairly naturalistic. I don't know. That's I just don't think they knew a hundred percent how to handle that scene. And they were trying to make more of it than maybe they, uh, they were able. Did you see in, did you read in this, um, in like kind of the history of this movie, this was a short. So the first act was the short. That gotcha. makes so I, much sense. <laughs> I saw on, I only, I didn't read that, but I saw on IMDb that the actress mm-hmm. who plays Sarah had played the, you know, she was in a short version and it was also called Sardita. So I sort of, yeah. yeah, gotcha. What's, and did you watch that? I didn't No, I just yeah. went straight I mean, to the was, movie. Yeah. I mean, I was more just curious, like, yeah. So, you, but it was like, it's just that first. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, it's one way, one way to run it. I, they, <laughs> it's funny because I think the short was like 2018 or something. And the movie's like five years later because mm. there was a there was yeah, a she little did some bit other of like, things in the mid- in the middle. Well, the, for me, there was a little bit of like all of these actresses are older than they are making them, oh. play, which, you know, <laughs> that that happens. But yeah, it had a little like, grease were like, quality to it. Yeah. Like, when they were so. like taunting her, I'm like, these 23 year olds are very mean. <laughs> like, it's just like <laughs> usually you've grown out of it. Um, Matilda, tell mm-hmm. me, tell me about the dubbed version. So the dubbed version, so I, I've watched this three times now, the dubbed version, wow. um, which I did the second time through. Um, and I, it, cause Hulu gave it to me and I was like, well, whatever, how bad can it be? Turns out um, it's very flat. It's like somebody oh. is just shattering. Like, I don't want to, you know, cast shade on the voice actors, but somebody is not, somebody is phoning it in <laughs> a little bit emotionally. Wait, and it's one actor? Slash actor, or it's like one person voicing it. All of them, oh. especially Mom and Sarah. Yeah, that's not interesting. Good. Which are like the pivotal. So the two, yeah, characters. Like, yeah the pivotal emotional scenes those, are just flat. It, it sounds like someone handed them a sentence and said, "Read this sentence." Like mm. it's not. So I can I could remember like factually what had happened, but not. Interesting. Emotionally, what had happened from doing it, you would have to watch it. I cannot remember the last time I watched a dubbed version of anything. I just, I mean, now, I, I, I really just won't do it. 
I really sat and thought about it. I'm not going to lie to you. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, you know, thought about it. There's there's probably like movies from the 70s that I've seen that were like I mean, the only ever released every dub. Italian horror film you've yeah. ever seen was dubbed by someone. Yeah, 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 for sure. They would have the actors speak in phonetic English a lot of times and then dub them with English, okay. like English native actors. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Any other yeah. like favorite scenes, poignant moment? I mean, I, my thing is like, I think I, I'm with. I very much hear and understand your perspective, Matilda. And I think I share what John was saying, which is like, I can very much see how if you can make that personal connection with the character, like how powerful of a, of a film this can feel like that wasn't like the experience that I had with it. But like, it's not bad, mm-hmm. I don't think by any means. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Yeah, I think this isn't last time I was here with you while we were watching the M. Night, the cabin at the end of the world mm. movie. Uh- Knock at the cabin, excuse me. Knock at the cabin. Cabin at the end of the world is the book. Maybe? <laughs> yeah, that's the book. Um, think, yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah. Is that the book? The the central question of that movie is like, would you save a world that has been cruel to you? And I think this movie does that in a slightly more mm. interesting way, or maybe just from yeah. a perspective that I. Yeah. Now I was bullied for I was bullied for being small as a kid. So if they make a sequel <laughs> called Shrimpy, I think I'm all in. Oh my god! Yeah, I, Eric, I feel like you're <laughs> daring me to say shit right now, but I'm not going. To. <laughs> you're gonna bully me I again, John? Piggy, I want uh, Piggy too, where it's just like her underwater shots of her swimming unbothered in her little bikini. <laughs> That's yeah. what I want. <laughs> Piggy I, I too. Mean, that bathing suit they had her in, I mean, uh-huh. it was very, very small. Like, even by standards of, like, not uh, a, a large person, um, I was like, oh, my gosh. So It seemed very hot there, John. Everybody seemed yeah, hot. Yeah, it was. It definitely was hot. And, well, no mm-hmm. AC in that house. Brutal. Brutal. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we watched this. I am glad Matilda was here to talk about it. And I very much appreciate your perspective on it i don't know like i like i said i didn't have a great handle on you know how like well this was treating the central character some of it's like it's also in spanish Mm -hmm. which like there is that level of like you get that level of remove in any foreign film to a certain extent but um it is interesting and you're right you're right it is the central question is similar to knock at the cabin and i i fully co-sign this is a more interesting version and the resolution is more interesting because it's more complicated so how yeah. about claudia and I just she's to gonna say- have a hook for a hand for the rest of her <laughs> days you know? so. yeah yeah and yeah. i appreciate talking about it because i think it's very hard to like discuss bodies that we're not that we've been taught to like not mention in a very matter of fact way. So I commend mm-hmm. you because I know that that can feel really emotionally uncomfortable if you're not like part of a group that has that kind of body. Right. So I appreciate. I worry that's why Casey sat out it. this episode. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. He's actually at his in-laws. Right he, now. he honestly made a joke that he was uh, excited because he's a full bodied man and wanted to talk about it. But uh, <laughs> it, this was over text, I should say. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. 
There, yeah, there, yeah, there was something else I was going to say, and then I got distracted by All right. sex, but I think that's going to wrap like it. Fat there we go. I think it's going <laughs> to wrap it for Piggy. Would you recommend this movie, Matilda? Yes. John? I think I'm going to say yes, too, actually. I, I didn't think I was going to, but I'm, I've swung. I've swung. I think in the sex in the city sense, if you're an Eric, I'm, gonna, I'm going no on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not enough. an Eric, then you don't give a shit what I say at, at week to week. So there you go. We just got an Instagram review, Jara, uh, iTunes review, and somebody gave us five stars because I hate the Star Wars prequel so much. So there you go. Uh, yeah, no, that's, I mean, I didn't like, was there someone defending the Star Wars prequels? Like who was John, out there? I can't have this conversation. Get on the internet. Okay, John. No, I no, can't no. Do but I'm saying like, I thought we universe, like I, that you got credit for hating them. I like think, I also hate them. No, like, I think I, I was hate. explaining my theory about nostalgia and how young people hmm. were going to love them. Yeah. And yeah now exactly. they do. And yeah. we now live in that world where those people God, exist, John. I do. Yeah. I remember. Listen, yeah, I'm okay. not saying if you're hanging out and they're on cable, you can't watch them. I mean, they're perfectly fine cable watches. Like, <laughs> I thought you were trying to take credit for crazy. starting like these are no, bad. I'm just like saying they mentioned me in the review, John. <laughs> I'm their favorite specifically. Yeah, fair so. enough. Well, they know what to do with this movie, I guess. Uh, <laughs> all right. Just a little segue there. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. Blood curdling horror gets underway with Crazies, directed by none other than Mr. Horror himself, George A. Romero. Could it happen? Get me the president. More important, could it happen here? Could a whole community be infected by violent madness? Brother against sister, lover against lover, the state against the people? You had better see the crazies. Hey, I'm Tommy Ricola, director of Dead Snow and Dead Snow 2, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. cube that i have um sure is it a shishibo are you familiar with shishibos no what's a shishibo oh god i don't know there there was like a fad there was like a mini fad that went around the schools here and we have several shishibos they're cubes and like the the sides of them are all magnetic and so you can like flip them around Uh, that would actually make a good shishibo my daughters would call that a fidget because that's just yeah, a word uh, kids, an overarching word kids mm-hmm. use now, which is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. No, John. Shishibo is a fidget. You are correct. This is from a sketchy Chinese company called Temu that for some yeah. reason had these on sale for $12. Oh, and they're yeah. like, they're weighty. They're not yeah. like, it's it's really nice. Comes with a little stand so you can like put yeah. it up on its corner there. Yeah, no, it's I've pretty, heard it. Temu, very big. They were like one of the, it's a, it's a hot, it's a hot 
app. Oh, is it? In the old okay. app store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So cool. you're just part of the, you know, CCP's uh, general, yeah. you know, mind control situation. Well, one so. day I got convinced I should start looking at Shine for clothes. And then I was reading an article about how, like, they're all filled with um, mercury or something. So I was mm-hmm, like, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe not. What do you think's in that, uh, that there? Uh, I try not to mess Friendo. with it too much. I'm going to wash my hands. Don't, don't lick it. <laughs> 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 if a little knife thing st- sticks out of it, you know, yeah, just stay away. <laughs> um, oh man, I forgot that. Shit. I got to get on. Tw- I got to do the Twitters tonight. John. Yeah, you do. Um, no emails then. Can I talk about the survey, Eric? Why don't you do that while I get my shit together? Yeah, your your keyboard, the clacking. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Have you seen part. it? Have you seen my keyboard? No, I, I know what keyboard. I love you have. a clacker. Yeah, he's a clack keyboard. It's, it's designed it's to clack. Yeah, this is from like nineteen eighty four, John. It's I know, but I loud. feel like we we hadn't heard I it for years. And I like to make that. my presence known. Clack away, friend. Um survey. I, I'm just calling it right now. We're closing the survey on Sunday. That is April, I don't know, Easter Sunday. If you're celebrating Easter, know that this is your last day to fill out the BGH survey. Uh, and if Easter is already gone, then know that the survey is closed. Um, thank you to everyone who has already filled it out. And, uh, you know, we, we we would love to hear from folks. Um so uh, there you are. We are, we, we did, there was a very brief discussion of uh, calling, because one of the questions asks for suggestions of films that you would like us to cover. A wide array of films, some we will absolutely never cover, just so you're aware. Uh, but we did, we did, we pulled some and uh, I think Piggy actually was on the list, but um, we're going to, we're going to pull some of those and we're going to do them as a follow up. Polls, little little quick snap polls. When we can't decide what to watch, we're going to come to you. And uh, yeah, so get out there, fill out the survey. We appreciate it. Eric, was that good? Was that a good? Do, do, do you need to clack any more clacking time? Or uh, I muted while I was clacking. I, I forwarded you an email, John, about Caitlin and her Google Drive issue. Do She's I, still having Caitlin, issues. My buddy Caitlin and I have interacted many times. Oh, I this think. is from the second. Have you talked? Yeah, to yeah. Us no, no. Second? We're resolved. I'm pretty sure we're resolved. So okay, sweet. We're good. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Um, we did have one email. Hmm. Where did I put it? I was not prepared. Yeah, clearly. I had plenty of time too. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, John. Yeah. Watched Horror in the High Desert after Eric mentioned that it's the most scared he's been at a movie in a long time. I'm unsure if I loved it or hated it, but saw that a sequel was released this year. Has anyone seen the sequel or any interest in doing a double feature for the show? Thanks for all you guys do, Brian. I watched the sequel like two days after the original. I didn't think it was as good, but a lot of people have said they like the sequel more. So do with that what you will. Matilda, have you seen this high desert nonsense? I haven't, no. Raving about it. Tell me about it. It's like a found footage mockumentary about a guy who goes missing in in the desert. It's not the low desert, just to be clear. It's the high desert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very good. Uh, Yeah. 
I mean, I'm interested. Do we, look we at decided this. it's on Amazon? I think it's on Amazon, right? Is no you said Amazon, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a look. Uh, John, well, if you're listening to the um, live show tonight, there's a Thirsty Thursday happening tomorrow night. It will have already happened by the time, if you're listening to this on the regular feed, um, 8.30 Central Time, they're going to be watching Splinter, hashtag tweet with BGH, um, and the you can follow the Twitter account, BGH Thirsty Thurs. So there you go. Now we got to try, let's see. I got to try that. Hashtag ask BGH. Make sure you sort them. You got to sort them from most recent because otherwise you're going to get all kinds of whatever they're doing over there at Twitter. It's like the Oh, it's the fucking worst. Yeah. It is terrible. Um, all tweets. I mean, yeah, we just didn't get a lot tonight, so. That's okay. Okay, I think we got one. Very good. All right. Excitement levels for Max 616 after seeing the new cast members. John, have you seen the new Maxine cast members? Uh, you know what? I got uh, a deadline email about it. I get the deadline emails can, at work. Or can or we do we do this thing now where I show you the internet in real time? No, no, no. I mean, I, I like clocked it for a second, but I did not um, process who they are. It is. You're going to say names and I'm going to go, huh? Um, Elizabeth if it's a woman from this movie, then I'll, that's it. Elizabeth Debicki from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I don't know her. Okay. Um, that movie hasn't even okay. come out yet. Here's so the ones I know. Michelle. Mo- here's the ones I know. Michelle Monaghan. Mm-hmm. Love. Bobby cool. Cannaval. Oh, love that. Yeah, too. he's great. Yeah. Into he's amazing. It. Um, yeah. this sounds like a name I should I know, but I Con- don't. I think it's Cannavale or Cannavale, right? Uh, Lily Collins. Okay. Halsey? Uh, that's, that's, and uh, I know Halsey Shern? from, uh, what's it called? Sing 2. My favorite, Giancarlo Esposito, who is, yes, um, Darth Fring. Is, uh, yeah, it's, uh, from Mr. Fring from Breaking Bad. And Kevin Bacon. <sighs> Kevin Bacon and Maxine. Yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty wild cast. Uh, so the so we should the budget is going upward from So Maxine the, the film follows Maxine after the events of X as a sole survivor who continues her journey towards fame setting out to make it as an actress in 1980s Los Angeles. Yeah, I just mean like the budget on those first two movies was like a million it's bucks. It's gone up, each. yeah. The, like there's just no way you're yeah. getting this level of talent. Could be cool though. I mean, that's exciting. No, that's awesome. I'm very excited yeah. about what you just went through. So I'm also excited after seeing Infinity Pool to see more Mia Goth. <sighs> Good Lord. Going Mia Goth, yeah. yeah. I mean, did you need more? Like, like what can't she do, you know? I know. <laughs> Migoth says it's the biggest story of the three with the highest stakes. And Maxine has gone through so much at this point. So when we find her in this new world, she's just a force to be reckoned with. And she goes through some pretty wild adventures. Which she's going to sex murder some people. <laughs> if Mia Goth is saying wild adventures, you know, yeah. that shit's true. It's oh feral. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much Mia Goth lately, John. I'm not complaining. Do we start a pool on like whose, you know, genitals we see in the door or, uh, you know, definitely hers. I mean, she's not holding back. 
Kevin Bacon is does he receive genital mutilation in this film? <laughs> yes or no? Do you know what yeah. game Rachel started playing after she saw Infinity Pool? She was like, "I want to play a game. You name a body fluid, and I'll tell you if it's an Infinity yeah, Pool." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, all there. Af- I'm just hoping I don't have to see any more gross fried bologna sandwiches being made in in uh, Maxine like in X. <laughs> I'm all set with that. And then they leave John. There's a there must be a fridge in that. Well, I guess maybe not because they leave the the hunk of open bologna just on the counter when they all go to sleep with the mm-hmm. mayo mm-hmm. and the milk. Yeah. Yummy. No, 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 wait. I think the milk goes. That's why, because I think there is a fridge, because I think they put the milk in the fridge, don't they? Are you, you, but the, you like bologna? Does it need to be refrigerated? Presumably. It needs to be covered, John. They're in the south in the <laughs> summer. It needs to be something. When you, John, when you go to a deli, is the bologna refrigerated? <laughs> it usually is, yes. Yes. Right. They, the I mean, leaves. they're essentially leaving <laughs> it the on the. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that's the way my that's the way my brain works. I'm like, I'm not. This isn't a bit. Like, my brain is just fucked up. When I hear X, I go, "Man, I love that movie. That goddamn baloney is still sitting on that <laughs> counter somewhere." I uh, did your not primary criticisms are food safety. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that knife they were stabbing people with was very dirty. <laughs> still had mayo on it. It's a waste of mayo. All right. Instagram. We got a couple here. Would you do the same? (laughs) Dramatic pause. Would you do the same with the bullies? Or would you leave them? Or would you save them? So I assume this person means that first opportunity she has. Oh, you mean? First of all, though, like, let's be real. What was she going to do in that scenario? I mean, you go immediately to the police and like, maybe okay, sure, go sure. better. Maybe, but like she's on foot. She's in I the mean, woods. caveman was definitely going to kill a bunch of people. Like, 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 was she going to stop him from killing people? No, not like she wasn't going to. He had already killed several at that point. But yeah, I'm not going to lie. I wanted her to shoot him at the end. Shoot the friends. I wanted, or the, I wanted the her to shoot the, no, I wanted, the friends. Yeah, I wanted the her other to shoot the Yeah, not because yeah. they were like just because, not out of any kind of like righteous like I want the bullet. Just like you brought me this far, movie. Just give it to me. Well, that's okay. Yeah, that is the <laughs> that's the, don't like, don't withhold for me. It's definitely the cleaner genre right. reconciliation. Yes. Is like she got her, and you know, friends. like that. That in general is that in general, but what you're saying in general is where I end up in opposition of these types of movies sometimes is I always want them to be more genre. So like, cause I've seen movies like this that have very strong perspective and an emotional core and they're trying to say something, but are also really genre. And those are the ones that succeed for me. So when they're not just like on the other side of that mark, I'm always like, give me more horror. Do it. So at the end, I was just uh-huh. like, shoot them. Like, do the they crazy try, I feel like they tried to have it both ways, which is like, they gave you the moment of like, oh, she killed him. And then she didn't, you know, it's right. so. I was a little bit satisfied that Claudia has to live with something different about her body going forward. Oh, yeah. They showed that hand so many times. Like, it's yeah. they show you how deformed it is. 
a lot in yeah in that that sequence um yeah no i think that's yeah yeah eric i'm sure you've seen revenge right like if you have kind of like the wish for more genre after this type of thing oh i didn't like that movie either you (laughs) did did it on the show no i was not crazy about that movie i don't exactly remember why Mm-hmm. But I do remember getting yelled at on that show for not liking it by Sophie. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Like we actually, Joan, you weren't on that show. No, I'm me pretty and, sure I was on that show. No, no, no you were not. It was no. me and Joe. And we like legitimately got yelled at mm-hmm. because we didn't like that movie. Well, <laughs> you were wrong. Oh, it's and, okay. I'm uh, all right. so, um, it's going to be wrong. The Straight mm-hmm. Chilling Podcast. It's like Halloween ends, but not shitty, right? I don't understand that comparison completely. I guess does Corey get bullied, or she gets I'm, bullied? The 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 granddaughter gets kind of yeah. Like, it's it's Laurie Strode's granddaughter is being bullied for being like right, right, cute, tall, like <laughs> like it's just absurd. Like no, like that, but that the 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 fake Michael Myers dude gets bullied too by the band member, like punk rock people in that uh, show. Dude, I blacked that whole movie out now that you say that, but... Um, okay, let's move on then. Enchiladas or tacos? Uh, ta- uh, enchiladas, actually. I'm gonna... I like enchiladas unless you're trying to be portable. I was going to say, the enchilada is so much higher difficulty. Or, or it's really... Sort of like, they're yeah. different dishes in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 I'm going to give a fat girl answer and say both. I think both. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean that's why they get a combo. Why, like, why are you making us pick? You're, what you're describing is Taco Bell's business model. <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> Just I want all of it. Let's get. Let's stack oh, it up. Yeah. No, no. Could you wrap it all in another burrito and grill that? Do, that well, awesome. the, the correct answer is chimichanga. If if there is a chimichanga on a Mexican, mm. you know, uh, menu, I, I'm getting the. You're right at the chimichanga. I love it's the burrito, fried burrito. It's like, come on, you can't, you can't beat that. I've been able to eat Mexican food in like seven years, so I'm not even sure yeah. I have a real answer for this. No. Um, Sorry, Brian says, "Woohoo! Loved this one at Sundance last year. Favorite foreign film of 2022?" Question mark. And I'm only reading that to bust on Brian for bragging that he went to Sundance because I feel like that's why he wrote. <laughs> well, um, fair enough. I don't know what other. I, I wasn't. Couldn't remember what other foreign movies were on our radar last year. Yeah. Horror wise? Oh boy. Like we were did... there any on our top ten? Uh hold on, I'm looking. I don't know, does Canadian count? I, I don't know that yeah. I don't know that we had anything honestly in the top ten that was uh foreign. Um Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I was talking about it, I guess, was it last week? Uh, that Triangle of Sadness movie, which is mostly in English, but um, I don't know. Did you see that, Matilda? I did. That is not for people who don't like vomit, that movie. Oh, oh I don't. Lord, no. <laughs> Just, no, thank you. I, I Content warning. Vomit. I was laughing so hard <laughs> in that vomiting sequence. Like I, it's one of the funniest movies. Like that sequence. Yeah. Holy shit! I could not. I still <laughs> think about it when the woman's sliding around on the floor. Like it's just that movie's incredible. It's it's not that it's like a great great movie, but there are incredible incredible things that happen in it. 
it's very enjoyable. Mouth. It's long, but it is long. Well, that's will make you it's mad. Too long. But yeah, it's yeah. I'm in this. I I agree. On that, long but. and subtitled. Count me in. It's mostly not subtitled, but there is yeah, a lot of. Not. Yeah, yeah. It, there's there's speaking subtitles. The the director is what is he Norwegian or something? He's like. I don't know. He's he's from mm-hmm. the Nordics, I think. Next up, did any of you commit minor crimes in your youth? Yeah, I mean, we've gone over this a few times here in the history of the show. Matilda, how about you? You're you probably I did. I did. Oh, I mean, I was mostly a real goody two shoes, but um like many junior high girls, I was caught shoplifting makeup. Con shop. Wow. Hot you went shoplifting. To, you went like, to the clink. I for like a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> wow. There was some being it's banned hardcore. from a store having to be explained. And it was like a mostly I was straight situation. <laughs> they, they yeah, that was yeah. like I did I did <laughs> some minor shoplifting, like of small things as a as a tween teen, but like never got yeah, caught. Yeah, like a tween. And I did mostly, a lot of underage. Out for it. I did a lot of underage drinking and lots of things yeah. illegal within that context. Further from the drinking, like I was going to say, we. Uh, I didn't. I never personally shoplifted. I mean, not anything that I, at least that I can remember. But uh, I did a lot of drinking, and we were we were into some like petty vandalism. I would say, you know, it was. Yeah, we John, uh, we did come oh, of I age d- in like. The, the the late nineties were like the renaissance for misdirected white male rage. I feel yeah. Like. It's just shapeless, you know, just yeah. I don't know. I'm angry. Why? I don't know. Uh, we had the offspring, Eric. I mean and rage rage against the machine was yeah. was big. I, I will there's one very dumb crime that I committed, I will say this. Um Oh, do tell. And that is that uh I was kind of a death rock girl in my youth and my friend and who drove a 72 Buick Regal about the size of a living room uh, with a rubber bat in it like you do. Um, she and I would um, drive around in the middle of the night and steal people's roses out of their front yard. What? To give to our fancy long haired goth boyfriends. Yeah. That's that was wow. a, and it turned out we were stealing like somebody's prize roses in town and then felt <gasps> bad about it. But what did it end up on the how'd you know that it was on the news or some shit? Because it turned out we knew the person whose mom's <laughs> roses were getting stolen. We oh, stopped, man. we stopped. That was the scared straight. That's an amazing lot, or you just it was like you, she <sighs> was talking about it and we were like, oh, that's us. Uh oh, yeah. perfect crime. Yeah. Wow. Buick Regal, nice. very quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, now some kids got one of those electric cars. Well, they do they make noise though, right? They make fake noise now. Oh, I think in a uh, Prius you could really sneak up on some roses. <laughs> some roses. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um a couple more questions. Favorite movie posters that are subtle but disturbing to look at? That is such a specific question. Yeah. Um, I responded with, there's this really great um, poster for The Descent where all the characters are laying on the ground in the formation Mm -hmm. of this like famous skull painting that I'm not well-read enough to know who did it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I know what poster you're talking about. I was going to say the mm-hmm. original Saw uh, poster. That always, it's like, a, I think it's just the hand cut off, like a, like a yeah. sawed off hand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm yeah, I don't. to make sure. fact checking the thing that I think it is. <laughs> uh, it's antiviral. Oh, I think mm. is the Our one. Buddy Cronenberg. All right. Cronenberger. Mm-hmm. Last question or two questions. What nickname did you have growing up? Uh, I think I've talked about people called me Schnars Bars because bars rhymes with Schnars. I did, yeah. I figured that out. Yeah. Schnars People are very, like, uh, you know, like elementary school kids are very clever. But people called me that, like, almost all the way through uh, uh, high school. Which, you know, it's fine. I don't really care one Mm. way or the other. You have a a last name that begs to be your first, like, that's what people would call you. Well, everyone called me Schnars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm too emotionally exhausted today to discuss the nicknames I was called as a child. <laughs> <laughs> You've had too much bullying experience with Biggie yeah. to talk about it. That's where I'm drawing the line. It's a live wire. Yeah, to me it's Tilly. Like that's a name people don't really call me anymore. But I love that they're welcome to it. But we do, we do when we refer to you. Yeah, not, like I'll say. Tilly's Eric texted him was like, "Hey, he's like Tilly's joining," and then I have to. <laughs> takes me a second to be like john takes a second yeah yeah i I catch up (laughs) last question if you had to have a livestock farm what animal would you choose i'm gonna say sheep because they seem cool yeah so i don't think i've discussed this but the the um our our country home that eric makes fun of me for having at times uh our neighbors one of our neighbors um is a sheep farm and they just have yeah, sheep. Yeah, they're the like, ones who sell thread or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yarn, they the, yeah, like, yeah. Ex- yeah. Okay, or yarn, so maybe I right. So, like, the sheep are just, like, out there in the morning. They just, like, wander around. They seem very, they're, they're very pleasant. They don't, you know. There's never, like, a dog. Like, the sheep move around in a pack, but no one's hurting them. I've never, I've never seen a human interacting now, with the if sheep. if you go and buy yarn at a store... It's mm-hmm. not made from like real wool, right? It's got, it's got to be some synthetic yeah, no, thing. No, it's definitely mostly well, it's in craft stores. It's synthetic, but in yarn stores, it's real wool. So if you're going to a store that's like wall to wall yarn, it's probably wool or alpaca or silk or oh yeah. Now you, Matilda, as a real knitter, do you only go wool? I try to go wool because it's warm, but also it's cool, right? Like if you make a sweater out of acrylic, one, it weighs a lot of pounds and it doesn't behave like wool, right? So it doesn't breathe. Kind of like cotton breathes or bamboo breathes. Acrylic doesn't breathe. It's poly, it's plastic. Natural fibers. Natural so the fibers. wool is warm, but also breathes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. All right. So it kind of regulates your temperature. Yeah. I think sheep too, because we, um, on my yarn retreat, on my knitting retreat last year, we visited a sheep farm and my favorite thing about them, John, I don't know if you've seen this next door to your house. 
when someone comes and opens the door like they're going to put food down, the sheep don't just all run at you in a pack. They all yell while they do it. So they go <laughs> as they run in a giant. Yeah. <laughs> that was I my favorite I have not gotten that close to them. <laughs> uh, they good. have a lot to say. What about, you? what about you, Schnapps? What are you raising? No, no. Well, I can I get mean, into alpacas you, too. They seem pretty cool. You know what I love? Fucking goats. Goats are just awesome. Yeah, they're very good. Uh, I, I, maybe you all have seen this. They're like using them to um, deal with a wildfire situation. I'm sure Matilda's read about this because they eat overgrown vegetation. Yeah, basically, oh, yes. they're like they're like bringing them in to like clean up. They're like naturally cleaning up some of the yeah the stuff that would have otherwise gotten cleaned up before we overhunted. And, you know. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, no, goats are just, they're also just like ridiculous as animals. Like they've got <laughs> these like very interesting personalities. There are a few things cuter than like a baby goat. Oh, the baby goats. They're the best. <laughs> I totally agree. The kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, job. there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, Rachel and I for her like recently went to, there's a goat place on the, in Pescadero near Half Moon Bay here. And there's a barn. Part of the tour is, it's a goat farm goat dairy farm part of the tour is you can go to this barn and baby goats jump all over you <laughs> and there they try place... to eat every part of your clothes that's hanging off you so funny. oh my god <laughs> there was a place i remember doing a story on it years ago out in massachusetts somewhere where you would go to a farm and do yoga and the gimmick was that the babe they'd let the baby goats walk all over you basically while you're mm-hmm. doing yoga. I've seen like I've seen pictures of shit like that, but yeah. Which sounds delightful. Yeah. Baby Fun goats. Time. We only need them in our life. John, I'm sure that we have no idea what we're doing next week, considering how long it took us to pick this week. Why show. would we know? Why yeah. would we know? <laughs> um, I don't think I still don't think there's anything in the theaters. Uh the big release this week is came out today super mario brothers movie if you guys want to do that i'm in because i'm gonna fucking go see that movie i don't think we can get away with that although i am probably gonna see it next week um spring break week here next week yeah we we got nothing in the theater so we'll we'll take it offline um maybe we can uh we can go out to the patrons with a uh poll or something all right well check us out patreon.com slash bloody good horror that's gonna do it John, one last reminder, where can people find the survey if they haven't filled it out yet? Oh, the survey. Well, we're going to tweet it out. In fact, Eric, let's tweet and Instagram that out tonight and then or tomorrow morning. And then uh, it's on bloodygoodhorror.com. Little website you might have heard about. Sweet. I have heard about it. It's true. Mm -hmm. All right. That's going to do it. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll talk to you soon. See you. Thanks. Bye bye.